Welcome back to the Zero Weakness Podcast, where we talk about how to be a better lifter, how to be a better coach, and everything in between. Make sure you subscribe and enjoy. Good morning. Welcome back to another episode of the Zero Weakness Podcast, brought to you by Establishment Coffee. If you want to get a discount on your coffee, head to www.establishmentcoffeeco.com.au and use the code 010- 025. Fuck, that's a discount. For 25% off your order and free shipping. There you go. Mm. That's a good discount, eh? You know, you normally, that is a good discount. normally codes like 5, 10, it's like fucking stitch up. Really good. Mm. Yeah, so uh, <laughs> <laughs> what's been happening? These quotes are terrible. <laughs> I know, I couldn't find a good one either. All right. <laughs> CJ, you got a quote, brother? Yes. Talk um, to me. I saw this on the Chris Williamson podcast. Um, he said, don't ever trade your self-respect for others. It's easy to lose theirs and very hard to get yours back. <gasps> nice. Oh, okay. That's good. Nice. That's nice, a great nice, one. nice. Um, all right, my quote is, let me bring this up. So, in the weekend, this weekend coming, it's a different kind of quote this week. This weekend we got uh, two of the, the two pound-for-pound pound best UFC fighters going head-to-head. Nice. Alex the Great Volkanovsky from Australia. Versus uh, Islam Makachev from Dagestan, Russia. Now, when you think of like pure champions, these two guys are the epitome. They're the definition of pure champions. And this fight was put together last minute on 11 days notice. So they couldn't train for each other. They couldn't prep to verse each other. You know, they had different camps. Alex didn't have a camp. And then, um, so Makachev, uh, Dana White rings him and says, hey, I want to uh, do this fight. Do you want to make it happen? And Islam Makachev, because I don't know if you're familiar with UFC, people are always dodging people yeah, to okay. protect their record. And in boxing, that's why you never see like the greats go against each other because people are protecting their record and things like that. Yeah. Uh, so, and Islam Makachev, just pretend I got a Dagestani accent when you say this. Uh, he goes, what does this title represent? It means you're the best in the world. And if you're the best in the world, it doesn't matter who is standing across from you. What, what am I meant to say? No? Wow. I like that. Fuck, it gives me the chills, eh? And if you know, uh, if you're familiar with Mark Jivett, you can just, you, it gives you the chills. Mm. It's a bad man. Yeah, that is a bad man. Gas station ready. He, 11 days notice. Legit, proper mm-hmm. gas station ready. So that's pretty cool. That's my quote. I'm going to miss out on it this weekend. I'm going to be in the middle of nowhere. Unless they're playing it down at the Jolly Swagman. The Mungandai pub. Where are you? I'll be in Mungandai. Jolly Swagman. Jolly Swagman. Jolly Swagman. I bet that's the type of place that has Titty Tuesdays. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely. (laughs) Definitely. Oh, dear. Uh, Is is that back home? Is that back? Okay. (laughs) Aussie, Aussie pub culture is definitely not like one of our... One of our brightest sparks in our, <laughs> our cultural heritage, is it? Not at all. Uh, <laughs> yeah, catch out the swag, man. <laughs> no, it's the jolly. The jolly. The jolly. Uh, the jowls. Yeah. The jello. <laughs> uh, my, my quote is, be the type of person that you'd want to meet. Ooh, That's good. That's cool. Mm. That's good. I like that. I'm back on brand this week. I've got an Eckhart Tolle quote, and it's, in today's rush, we all think too much, seek too much, want too much, and forget about the joy of just being. Nice. That's <laughs> mm. on brand. It that is. is very on yeah. brand. Mm. I'm into it. Yeah. Nice. What are we grateful mm. for, Bridget? Uh, my cat. I have like the dream cat. When people imagine getting a pet cat, like they all want a lap cat. And I have the ultimate lap cat. Sometimes it's too much. We have to be like, all right, 
That's Bazza. enough. Get off. Mate. Chill out, Bazza. Yeah, he's amazing. <laughs> Big Baz. Mr. Barrington. Mm. Sweet Barreline. <laughs> Sweet Barreline. That's <laughs> your nicknames. That's so good. Good. James. Uh, I am grateful for... I haven't actually thought of this one. Um, oh, actually, no, no, no. This, I'm very grateful for our struggles that we face here in Australia. Like what? Like, that's what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you turn the news on, that shit's fucking... Makes you want to cry straight away. Yeah. With what's going on overseas. Yeah, we got it pretty easy over here. Mm. Our struggles are very made up. Mm. Yeah. You know when we're struggling? Me and Bridget talk about... You know if you're struggling, like, fuck... I got this big bill today. Let me go pay it on my iPhone fucking 15 yeah. on my MacBook while I've got this <laughs> nice roof over my head still. It's interesting though because mm. like it does put things into perspective in one uh, in one case, but we've all had struggles and our struggles are just relative to the rest of our life. Mm-hmm. 100%. Like and it's if if you're truly struggling right now and whatever it is, it's not to downplay what you're going through. Mm. The perspective is definitely nice though. It's definitely grounding. But it doesn't help while you're in the middle of a struggle. (laughs) (laughs) I was saying something similar to James yesterday when he said he was tired and he compared himself to someone who would be more tired. And I'm like, yeah, but that still doesn't change the fact that, you know, what you're going through makes you feel tired right now. It still sucks. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Yeah. Like there's always going to be someone busier. There's always going to be someone going through something harder. But like you said, it doesn't change your perspective. Yeah. I think think it's just a case of like your struggles are valid but have some – uh, I don't even know what I'm trying to say. No, I think I know where you're going mm. with it. it. It's what it's it's what you pr- then project to the rest of the world. You know how you position yourself against the rest of the world that can really change our perspective on what your troubles are. Mm. That makes sense. Hundred, yeah. Mm. Yeah, yeah, definitely. All right, I'm grateful for a place, a state that doesn't have a fly infestation. <laughs> so, don't come to infestation. Well, no, no. WA, like Perth, genuinely at the moment has a fly infestation. Is it Perth or is it just where you guys went with the where the quackers were? So it was bad in Perth, yeah, but nowhere near as bad as it was like on Rottnest Island. But like, you know, when flies are in your face and it's kind of annoying. Mm. Mm. This, this is borderline infuriating. Like that's where the classic so Aussie old school corkscrew hat. Comes from yeah, no, I, I don't even think that would have been enough. Like Meg had a me- a net over her head. Really? She bought like these fly nets that you put over yeah. your head and <laughs> did up. And I was looking at her thinking, oh, what are you doing? Like what and beekeepers with, have? Yeah. and within, like that. Yeah, my auntie owns one. Wow. Within five minutes of riding these bikes on the island, I was like, I wish I bought a net. <laughs> <laughs> Just eating flies. It was, it was legit the worst. Like it ruined the entire experience. Oh, no. Oh, really? Yeah. That's my struggle. Oh, feel man. S- feel sorry for me. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's all relative, Thomas. Yeah, so, <laughs> all relative. Those, oh, wait, so quackers, they might be the cutest animal ever. Yeah, they're funny looking things. So they, why are they they're so, so smiley? Yeah, are they friendly? They're not friendly. Like They don't come out up and hang out. They're just so accustomed to people always being around that they're just- They don't run away. No, not at all. They yeah. just do their own thing and you can like walk around them and they get it. You can tell they're a little bit like, come on, bro, I'm trying to- Get a feed. Yeah. And have to stick your yeah. camera in my face. <laughs> it's not like they love it. They're not like a dog. But it would be like seeing a possum in here and the possum's just hanging out. And you know how they always look like they're smiling? Yeah. Is that like their permanent yeah. expression? Yeah, wow. it's their face. They've got this funny little smile on. <laughs> it's like a it's like a possum crossed with a kangaroo crossed with a rat. So are they a marsupial? Yes. They got little pouches. And they're wow. And they're only they're native to Australia. 
Yes. They only exist on that island. Really? Yeah. Oh, mm. what? Yeah. Wow. That's wild. Yeah. I think. Yeah, no, I think you're right. Yeah. Yeah. Quokka. What's the, is the island, what's the name? Rotnest Island? Yeah. Yeah. What were you doing in Perth? Opening another gym? No, 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 no. We were over there to, um, I go around and train up all the rest for APL. So oh, sweet. we were over there for an APL comp. So um, Adam at House of Pain hosted an APL comp, his first APL comp over there. It was a huge success. There was like 70 lifters. Adam's got an awesome gym. He set it up really nicely. Everyone in Perth was so nice. Everyone was so friendly. It really changed my perception of Perth because I've been there a few times, but it's always been in and out and just for a comp. And I've always stayed in the suburbs. So I've never really seen the real Perth. So to see the real Perth and the food, every f- place we ate was a banger. I went to Lola's, which is the Filipino place I always go. That looked so good. Every time I go there, it's, it's unreal. Lola. Love it. I will go there Love literally it. every time I go to Perth. Uh, but we went to a, a bunch of other places too, and they were all awesome. That's sick. So thank you, Perth. Highly recommend. CJ, nice. what are you grateful for this week? Um, I'm grateful for my cousin. She's um really changed the vibe of the household. Um, <laughs> it's funny because like our family is all in the Philippines, so they don't see us like living day to day here. And when she's here, it it doesn't feel like the familiarity you are when you're around family. Mm. So she can see like when my mum and I are starting to heat up, and she's very like cut it out like very like i don't like being in this conflict and stuff so it's actually made the household a lot more reasonable (laughs) with each other so it's been great i was about Um, to say just you getting flamed by your mom oh yeah yeah you're just having to deal with it because yeah exactly she can see when like my mom's just taking shots at me for no reason (laughs) so she's actually like a voice of reason in the house i've told you how like my mom will see like an instagram post of me like drinking a coffee and she'll ring me and be like you're meant to be saving money. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. It's the same with me. Mm. Yeah. I had a coffee. Relax. Yeah. Oh gosh. Anything. Any right. opportunity. So yes. Yeah. Nice, nice, nice. All right. What are we watching? Oh, we're watching fucking uh. The new. Oh well, there's the Goosebumps series. Yeah. That we just started. That just came out on Netflix, Disney. and it's so good. Oh, sorry, Disney. As in like Disney Goosebumps, Plus? the book. Yeah. yeah, they made a new series. Nah, too scary. Can't it's pretty it. scary, actually. Like it's I like really scary cool. stuff, but yeah, it's nah. so good. We just started that. So is it just like, because there was a Goosebumps show before. Yeah. yeah. Is it just the same, but remade? Like, is no. it just the old books? No, I don't think it's the old books, but this is one storyline, but each episode is from a different perspective. It's with really a new, well done. new thing that they bring into it, like a new haunted item in each episode. Yeah, it's so cool. Goosebumps, way yeah. too scary. Way <laughs> no, it's really scary. good. And I started watching the American Horror Story series from the beginning because I've never seen them all. So I don't know what that is. It's like um, they had like six different seasons. Okay. And they all have a different story. So this one, these people move into this murder house. Yeah, and nice. um, yeah, it's haunted and there's all this stuff going on. But yeah, it's amazing. Oh, it's really sounds good. Sounds like pleasant viewing in your household. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Very wholesome. CJ, you watch anything good lately? No, not, nothing lately. I do really want to watch um, Equalizer 3. Big Denzel fan. Mm-hmm. I like the first two movies. What is that? Like, Did that out. just come out? It, it's not just, it's been in cinemas for a while. Oh. So it's one. It's now, down. you know, like when they've been in there for a while, it's like one session a day. Mm. So it's, yeah kind of the back end of it showing but I, I still haven't seen it i really want to see it it'll be on vhs soon <laughs> yes <laughs> just hold up on cassette it'll come on video easy <laughs> on the shelves two dollar tuesdays very soon those are the days new releases uh, <laughs> I, i've been a 
on planes a lot. So sometimes on planes I watch stuff if I can't think anymore and can't work anymore. So I watched um, watched a movie called Inside. Inside? It's a Willem Dafoe movie and he's by himself the whole time. And it was terrible. Highly don't <laughs> recommend. <That> was <laughs> shocking movie. I watched a Tiger Woods documentary. That was awesome. Uh, I watched the documentary on um, Richard Williams, the Serena and Venus Williams. So you've yep. seen the movie like King Richard. Mm. This documentary was about him. And uh, a lot of the scenes in the movie, like they play the real footage of, mm. which was really cool. It had nothing to do with the movie. It probably came out before the movie. I don't know. But that was a cool documentary. And I watched upon Meg's recommendation, Creed. Oh, terrible. Such That's a bad the, movie. Is it the latest one? I don't know. The first Creed. First. I think there I are three. It. So Meg, I love you to death, but oh, not a good movie. <laughs> Michael B. Jordan has got the rig of doom he though. Is, eh? yes. He is jacked. Yeah. So jacked. So jacked. Like too yeah. jacked to be a boxer. Oh, yeah. it's unreal. He's got the shoulders. Mm. Like bulging shoulders. You know what else I've actually been going? You know how I get, I get stuck really deep down rabbit holes? No. <laughs> No way, <laughs> James. I know. Like, so I've been, uh, I've been really into. I've been watching a lot of freestyle wrestling. Oh yeah, yeah. And I've just been going down. Uh, there's a page called Flow Wrestling on YouTube, and they always upload documentaries. Yeah. So I've just been watching lots of wrestling documentaries. Uh, nice. Of like, and fuck, that is the most because we do wrestling twice a week at jujitsu. Yeah. And that's the most brutal sport. There's not savage. That's the fucking. It's no wonder why they all retire once they finish college if they don't go pro mm, after that. Just get beat up. Mm, yeah. And they've all got cauliflower ears by the time they're 14 it's years palm old. Palm strikes. Yeah. Oh, it's like when they're going for your head. It's mm. not just palm strike. It's a straight open hand. Like, yeah. So that's um one thing. Uh, oh, yes. Yeah, so on that, I think I've told you know this, but like I want a really fucking thick neck. Eh? Yeah. So I've been, uh, we do like neck bridges at Jiu Jitsu and that. And I'm like, I want to train my neck properly. We've got a neck machine. Yeah, now yeah. we've got the I neck know, machine. <laughs> just load oh, it up. Which reminds me, can we get like the cape? You know, he can get. Attachments for the cables for your neck. Oh, that what's yeah. it called? Iron, the iron neck. Yeah. Mm. No, we've got a neck machine <laughs> for that exact reason. No. Yeah. No. Use the neck machine. If you use the neck machine for a month straight, twice a week, I'll get an iron neck. <laughs> okay. Oh, You've got a gosh. neck problem. Don't use the <laughs> neck machine. What's an iron neck on a cable? Jordan's oh. listening to this, being like, Ah, don't do it. <laughs> Stop! Did not prescribe uh. this. <laughs> yeah, don't use the neck machine, Bridget. James, use the neck machine. <laughs> I'll do it with you. Yeah. I want a thick neck. They look so good, eh? We do. Yeah. yeah. To Fuck us, it, they eh? do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, have you seen, Um, is it called Foxcatcher? Yes, I was about to say. Great film. Yeah. Nah. It's a good movie. You'll like yeah. that if, yeah. you're, if you've gone gotten into wrestling. Yeah. What's the, the guy it's about? Oh, he, he's like one of those, he, he comes from- yeah, yeah. So it's these brothers who are like really good wrestlers, and this guy who runs his own wrestling academy, and he's like a super rich dude. Like he's got one of those last names, like a Rockefeller, mm -hmm. or a, you know, like he's a hella rich dude. And so he has this weird fantasy of like wanting to build his own, um, like school of wrestlers, and he it's called Foxcatcher, mm -hmm. right? And he's not even a real like coach or wrestler. It's just his thing. He's he got money. Loves it, yeah. yeah. Um, Dave Schultz is Dave the name Schultz. of the wrestler. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Great movie. I'll definitely really, watch it. Yeah. Yeah. Really good movie. Mm. Got Steve Carell. And that's the other thing. Wrestlers are all fucking jacked out of so their jacked. brains. Oh. Yeah. The guy that plays Dave Schultz is um the guy that plays Hulk. 
Um, but, you know, in Hulk, he just looks like a scientist because mm. it's all CGI when it becomes a Hulk. He got huge for this. Him and Channing Tatum, they're Channing the two. Tatum, they're they're the brothers. Right. Yeah. They got what? massive. Is it? Um, oh, it is. Mark Ruffalo, yeah. Mark Ruffalo, yeah. That's right. He got so jacked for it. Um, who's that wrestler? I listened to a podcast with a wrestler just recently, like a WWE pro, but he won gold in the- uh, Kurt Angle. Kurt Angle, yeah. yeah. Listen to the, the podcast with Kurt Angle. That was fascinating. Yeah? Yeah, really good. Did they talk about his small arms? Yeah. So yeah, because yeah, he's, he's broken his neck a bunch of times, and so he's lost all the innovation down his arms, so they've just shrunk. Fuck, now he's got, the, he's got a huge neck. What's his name that used to train here? The guy that he had a decent bench on him, used to come and go, drove like that Jeep when that Jeep came out. He was at Runaway Bay, then he came here. He had that Jeep Ute thing that came out. Oh, yes. Can't uh, remember his name. Edu. No. No, no, no not Edu. Um, he was a big dude. And like, I trained his uh, wife trained his for wife, a little bit. That's yeah. right, yeah. He had the same thing. But only oh. in one arm. That's why he stopped. So he was doing really well. And then his arm just like shrunk. It was like two or three inches smaller than the other arm. Jeez. And he spent a couple of years getting better. And that's when he came back here. Oh, wow. Yeah. Whoa. Wow. Crazy. Did you know nice. that? Well, where was Kurt Angle? What podcast was he on? Joe Rogan. Oh, Joe Rogan. Yeah. Awesome. That's sick. Well, how's your training going anyway? How's your training going, Tom, bro? This is the most inconsistent period of training I think I've had in like 20 years of training. You've been fucking busy though yeah. <laughs> I've, I've still been training but there's been a lot of like once a week here and there mm. and very like low quality training as well so like in wales i trained straight off the plane after like a fucking 45 hour trans transit uh did some bench and some accessories and that was all i did while i was over there because we were working literally non-stop until i came home came home and then one day later went to perth so i, th I think i got a session in between then and this week will be like a reload week. But now I'm around for, for pretty much till the end of the year. So Fuck yeah. looking forward to getting getting some consistency again. What about you, Gidge Dog? Yeah, just trying to train around my foot, which is so much better this week. But I can't <laughs> flatten my foot all the way, so I'm just doing everything through my heels. Mm. So adapt and overcome, as they say. Yes. Very nice. Mm, yeah. Very nice. I was telling James that like it was so convenient <laughs> how it happened like the day the stuff that we had to unload. <laughs> so convenient. Oh, sorry guys, can't help you lift the stuff out of the crate. Ah, my foot. <laughs> she went to fucking some links to do it though. Eh? Yeah, it's because she remembered the dumbbells. I'd yeah. rather I'd rather drop a kettlebell on my foot than move those dumbbells again. Oh, that was hell on I got PTSD from those dumbbells. <laughs> <laughs> CJ, what about you, brother? Doing some training? Yes, training's been great. It's been very consistent. Um, and yeah, really enjoying it deloading right now, which it's so funny. There's sometimes some blocks when you do a whole block and you're like, I'm so due for a deload. And then there's some blocks where it, it deload just comes. And then when you're doing the deload, that's when you're like, oh, I really needed this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You don't feel like you're drained, but then when you start doing what numbers that should be very light and easy, you kind of like, oh, okay, this is this was needed. It's definitely a real thing. But at the same time, I always wonder how much of that is in our heads. Mm. Like yeah. we're like, I know it's a deload and therefore I'm not going to push as hard. Mm. And so you don't try as hard and it feels harder. Or you're like, every time I do a deload week, it feels hard. And then you go to do one and then it feels hard. Yeah. Like I'm sure there's some element of it in our heads, but I don't know how much that is. Absolutely. Um, yes. It's like a... Like the tired thing we're talking about. Because I know I'm tired, then I act more tired. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I just you fucking look for it all day. What is it? BPS. Uh, I just fucking 
BPS myself stop, out of it. Stop. Don't. Do you know what's funny? I was, I was thinking of that the other day. I was like, fuck, I wonder if Thomas would talk about that on no, the podcast. No, thanks. Mm. No, then don't get me wrong. It's a real thing. Like, yeah, and yeah, it's yeah. a great model. It's a great model. I just, I can't use it in a sentence like that. It's like, um, <laughs> what's this? What the biopsychosocial model. It's, okay. it's just, it's, it's a lens through which we can understand why people are the way they are. Okay. In, in very, very, very simplified terms. <laughs> but it's kind of like um, how uh, psycho terminology has found its way into our regular language. Mm. Megan and I were talking about this the other day because she watches this like YouTube guy that was talking about it. Like things like, oh, this thing really triggers me or that's one of my triggers or, um, you know, I need to sit in my feelings or gaslighting. All of these terms aren't actual like psychologically literature sort of terms or they're reserved for the literature and we've brought it into regular speak. It's like, oh, stop. Yeah, the world's weird. And uh, I mean, it's the same thing. It's like, it's good to help us understand what happens, but we got to be careful we don't make it so commonplace in our language that we make it come true. Like thinking like you're tired and then you become more tired. Yeah, it's mm. like acting you know? tired. Oh. This is one of my triggers. Therefore, I know it's a trigger. Therefore, when it happens, I know I'm going to get triggered. It's oh, the worst. Well, yeah. <laughs> All right. This is the empathy we wanted. To <laughs> oh, uh, James, man. I'm really struggling this week. What? Really? Again? <laughs> it's the worst. <laughs> no. no. Uh, I'm actually trying to be more empathetic. You are super empathetic. You are. Nah, but I'm not. <laughs> you are, though. Uh, All right. I've got a few topics I want to talk about today. The first one I'm going to talk about, we want to talk about, is coefficients. Mm. And how they work in powerlifting. Dunno. <laughs> <laughs> One of the great mysteries of the world. Well, you were you were talking about chess coefficients. Yeah. So in chess there's a thing called the ELO ELO score. Uh CJ, you familiar with the ELO score? Uh yeah. I mean yes, I know of it. Yeah. yeah. Very where's, familiar. Where's Daniel Lapitan when I you know. need yeah. it? Yeah. Um so the ELO score works on like um it's you know it's their version of fucking dots or whatever yeah um and it works on like a but like I was listening to a podcast this morning and they're talking about like if you verse a lower rank it's bad for your elo score and if you're inactive uh your elo score goes down yeah. so there's qu- quite a few different discrepancies and I was just thinking like how would they work in a uh, powerlifting like you know like the pound for pound thing and the, like. Because essentially mm. that's what it's for in powerlifting. Yeah. Is, but that, I, is that similar? Sorry to cut you off. Is mm. that similar to like tennis or golf? You know, when people are like seeded number one or whatever, is that to do with how often they compete and who they compete against? Well, if Or is it just straight up win rate? The seed is like where you're ranked hit coming into the tournament. Okay. Yeah. But then sometimes in some sports, it's like a projected like ranking. Yeah, okay. So, yeah, it depends what sport, I'm yeah. assuming. But, yeah, in tennis, it is where you're ranked coming into the yeah. competition. Because I always wondered that. Like, how do, how do we work out who is actually the best? Mm. I mean, it's like the argument in basketball, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. People always have. Uh, or in any sport, like, who is actually the best? And it changes so often because of, like, the conditions that people can compete under. And it's it's the same thing. Like, it would be... It would be wrong to compete someone's work score against their dot score because of how coefficient works so the old coefficients at least i don't actually know about dots but like the old wilk score for example is a coefficient formula that's worked out off the results of all powerlifting before a certain date 
And so that's why it skews to heavier or lighter lifters because there were less heavier and lighter lifters back then. Like most lifters are in the middle of the pack. And so when it averages out like that, and I'm probably butchering this, I'm not a mathematician, but when it averages out like that, it's going to be harder for you to be the top of the game in the middle of the pack versus out to the sides, uh, which is why you'll see scores often favoring really heavy or really light lifters. I'd like to think that, because we use dots most of the most places now because it's a more modern score, I'd like to think that it's been updated. I'm curious as to if the IPF point system... I don't even know if they use it now. Do they use it? Like, like um, was Sheffield based on Wilkes or IPF or dots? That was points. GL points. Okay. I don't even know what GL is. Good lift points. So maybe that's the IPF score. Mm. I don't know. Uh, but, uh, I mean, this is, isn't this crazy? Like, we're powerlifting experts and we don't even know how it's scored. Yeah. But that's the thing. We just rely on these formulas and rely on the people that have created the formulas knowing what they're doing. Uh, but I would never use Wilkes again. I won't use Glossburner again because I believe there's super outdated they, they just don't stack up to like modern powerlifting uh, so i think dots is where it's at right now and i hope whoever created dots is continually updating it and making it better and better and better mm. it's like um it's weird i was just thinking about this before uh like it's w- really weird that we you know somebody just made up this obviously it's to determine pound for pound sure. who's the best but it's really weird that this made up formula is determining like people's like if well, it's money yeah yeah <laughs> and even like with a title like in the ufc it's like you got to put something there for someone to you know like dot like just dangling a carrot in front of people it's like you need something to give the winner or yeah. you need like a made-up an incentive am i making sense yeah, yeah like no, a, an sure. incentive that doesn't mean anything yeah yeah it is it is really made up but you're right it is the way and the reason why we don't just go pound for pound is because a super heavyweight lifter uh, so, you know, the 180 kilo man squatting 500 kilos, even though that's only two and a half, whatever times body weight, is simply not the same as a 60 kilo person squatting 240. Mm-hmm. Like the amount of effort and force re- required to move that weight from point A to point B is so much greater, which is why we can't just go divided by body weight because then lighter people would always win. And then it becomes a weird representation of sport. Like imagine you go to a competition and there is a 190 kilo monster who totals in the thousands and then a 60 kilo lifter that totals 700. Super impressive. Mm. Both of them are super impressive. But if the 60 kilo person won because their body weight ratio was much higher, it just looks weird for powerlifting. Mm. Like how did the guy that only squatted 270 kilos beat the guy that squatted 500? Mm. doesn't make sense. Uh, so formulas are a good thing by and large. They allow us to do things like the Zero Pro. Uh, and the thing I love about the scoring formula or the, or the scoring option that we used for Zero Pro as in like using it on dots, the whole point of it was that you could have someone like Josh Takua go up against other people and still be on an even playing field. Mm. You know, wraps versus no wraps or tested versus untested on a stiff bar, on a bendy bar, doesn't matter if you've achieved that dot score, you're in the same ballpark of performance. That's what, that, that was my idea behind it. Uh, and I'm going to continue to do that. It was that. fucking awesome. Yeah. It like, so do you good. know, so I've always known he's fucking super strong, but it just really highlighted how strong Dan Mahoney is at the Zero Pro. Yeah, he's a strong, strong dude. Like sure. he could have, he could have won it. He's been, he's been going since he was like, 15, 16 years old. Well, I remember seeing him at my first GPC comp and I remember he was 16 years old, maybe. 
and he was really small, like yeah. maybe 71 kilos, and he was squatting like 250. Yeah, he's jacked now. Mm. He's put on some size, that's for sure. Yeah, he's, he's been very strong right from the jump. Yeah. Not discrediting his hard work, I'm just meaning like... Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah he's yeah. been very... Uh, well, it's five, five, six years of con- consistent mm. hard work, competing, practicing. He's done awesome. Very nice kid too. Yeah. Very polite and respectful. I'm curious what you guys think about this. So one thing I think would immediately get a lot more lifters to the Zero Pro is using a monolift, not a combo rack. Mm-hmm. My opinion on it is I agree. I think that will get a lot of lifters straight across. I would rather put up more and more prize money, make the comp more and more attractive and use a combo rack to the point where people are like, this is so worth doing. I'm going to deal with walking out rather than using a monolith. Yeah. Because this is the hard decision we have to make, right? If we switch to a mono, we can't go back. Can't go back to a combo. And if we switch to a mono, now forget all the lifters for a moment. Transporting. (laughs) This is is all I thought of. Forget the lifters for a moment. (laughs) We have to get four monos from gyms to a location. But not only that, that means four extra benches and we have to have uh, deadlift platforms as well. Like the amount of room that we then need for a warm-up room goes through the roof too. Yeah. All right. What and you- we have to move four monos yeah. <laughs> nah, in <yeah>. trucks. <laughs> nah. Nah, bro. Yeah. All right. I mean, yeah, you look at like PTC when they do pro roll, like how huge that warm up area is. All it's right. massive. Here's an incentive then. Well, here's the alternative. If you want, like hypothetically speaking, if you want monos. Come move them. <laughs> <laughs> I'll run it. Those Absolutely. In the no, middle no. of a peak. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to use monos, What's this? You have to bench out of the mono too. <laughs> <laughs> what do you reckon? Yeah, no, that's it's the only downside. Yeah, and the warm up room, you got to bench out of the mono. So that's, oh no, nah, no way. The first comp I ever ran off site was GPC, like teenage juniors, masters, nationals, at the Novotel. Were you part of the gym then? Um, no, nah. can't remember. It might have been just before mm-hmm. it was 2016. No, nah. uh, and w- w- that's what we did. We moved all the monos over to over to the Novotel. And you know that cage we walked through at the bottom of the stairs? Mm-hmm. The the big monolift we had only had like a centimeter of clearance on all four sides. And we got stuck there trying to work it out. So it was the first thing that we moved, that one mono, and we were stuck moving it for like 40 minutes because we <laughs> got stuck there and then had to drag it up the stairs. And it completely ruined us. And then we had to move the rest of the gym inside. It's a nightmare. You have to hire a truck that's twice as big as well to move monos. Oh, yeah, you'd only get fucked two of them in a truck and that's it there's a lot more that goes into it nah a lot more that goes into it to be I, honest if you take the top off it's quite easy oh, don't <laughs> those things that we'll cut that out no, it's, <laughs> it's, it's mostly just the room you need at the at the comp venue as well mm. like the room you need is huge now the way I look at it is all the best powerlifters learn how to walk out that's right exactly yeah. look Tom Hardy Tom Hardy was GPC yeah look at him now yeah nah. Lily Riley now they all can walk squats out. No, nah, Lily prefers mono. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. But I'm just trying to say, <laughs> to be you know, fair, To be fair, she didn't train for it. She just did it. Yeah, fuck it. But that's why they're yeah. the best. Yeah. If you really are the best and you want to compete at the Zero Pro, just got to walk them out. Yeah, I lean to more, more on that side. Mm. I think you should walk it. I mean, but I'm very biased because I walk my squats. So I, I reckon you should, you should I, walk your squats out. Using a mono used to scare me. Remember that time I thought I was falling over? Yeah. I, I thought I was falling <laughs> over. And everyone's like, you're all right. And I was like, I was falling over. They're like, no, you weren't. Just wobbled a little bit. 
It's like stopped. you lose your fucking. I just forgot I can just put my foot back. Yeah. It's like my feet were glued to the floor. Take it, take it, take it. I'm dipping. <laughs> Bro, put your foot back. You're sweet. <laughs> the, the trump card I've gotten my back pocket is that I've walked out 400 as well. So, yeah. In my back pocket, I mean, yeah, if anyone complains about it, I'm always going to be like, that was. Oh, yeah. And <laughs> wrapped your own knees. That's right. Because that was a mono, but you walked it out, eh? Yes, correct. Yeah, see? Yeah. Oh, and raw. Anyway, mm. um, <laughs> and raw. Nah, if anything, equip makes it harder. Do you reckon Joe Whitaker could still walk out four sixty? He says he could. Yeah, he's like, oh, bro, you just take two steps. <laughs> Joe, uh, nah, anybody who complains, like, fuck that. <laughs> now that guy's the king. Yeah, he is. But that's strange because I didn't see you there, Joseph. Yeah. No, no, no. Fair. He's he's been injured and he's um just getting ready for the. For the uh, one strength comp. He scored 455 like it was nothing the other day. Stupid. Is that the one in Bathurst? Yes. Yeah. Wait, was that the one in the empty gym? What do you mean? I saw a video of him squatting in empty. It was just one guy doing the gate. No, the- I think that was his warm-up. Oh. He posted a 420 Stop. warm-up. But that's that's him, yeah. Mm. <laughs> that's crazy. That's so- yeah. At some point, it becomes like if you've got... Like if I, if I was here alone and I had like... Me say I don't know two two people that weren't qualified to squat the kind of weight. Mm. I would rather say no spotters at all than put the spotters at risk. Yeah, with yeah. that kind of weight. Yeah, because you already know how you're going to jump out of it. And yeah, yeah. like if Joseph was going to fail with four seventy and he only had two spotters there, it's probably safer to just dump it. Yeah. What about um Theo Theo Medics pulling four sixty? Four sixty. Yeah, that was wild. That's disgusting. Very very strong. Has Bro got a milk sponsor yet? Nah, not yet. We need to get him one. He's mm. like cows, man. He drinks so much milk. Need to get him one. I sent Thomas a, a old photo of him this morning. Yeah. That's his four-year progress. He's so funny as well. He's like, hashtag natural bodybuilding. <laughs> <laughs> so good. So uh, good. It was good of him as well on that on that video. I don't know if you watched like the full thing with mm. the chase up just being like, this isn't real. Like comp lifts count in comp. Like, because there's so yeah. many like- there's so many very strong TikTok lifters that don't back it up with actual comp performances, which is cool. I mean, like it serves, we've spoken about it before, it serves its function. Uh, but if we're talking about people who are into powerlifting, it's like, do it where it counts. Mm, mm. 100%. Next topic. Which one of them you want to talk about first, Tom, bro? What mm. makes a good powerlifting gym? What do you guys think? Starts with Z, ends with W. Nice. Agreed. Next question. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Next. <laughs> No, it's a combination of things. Such it's, as? Well, the culture for one, uh-huh. 100%. Yeah, so the people in the gym, the people that run it, the boss mm-hmm. at the top. Yeah, it starts from the top. Uh, I think equipment is like the least important thing. Honestly, because if you go to like, actually, can you cut that out? No, because uh, no, 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 no. I agree with you. Yeah. A thousand percent. Because, no, I do appreciate the equipment that we have here, but I think that's yeah. the least important aspect of it. Yeah. I don't want to sound like I'm being ungrateful or something. No, no, no. no, no yeah, no, 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 it starts with the people. It's a hundred percent. No, I've a thousand percent agree with that. Well, when I started, yeah. we had a good powerlifting gym before we had the equipment. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. 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 PTC was fucking awesome. Yeah. Because that's uh, what I mean. You could go to a gym with the best equipment ever, but if you're not comfortable there, if the people there aren't welcoming, why mm. would you want to train there? Mm. For sure. If there's no hype. Yeah. 
What do you reckon, CJ? Yeah, uh, I have to jump on that one as well. A culture is everything because you look at everyone that's come in here that isn't a powerlifter. Like there's people that chase it. Okay, I need a combo rack, a Lico, mono, whatever. Like I need that equipment. Fair. Like you need the facilities. But the people that come here that aren't powerlifters, but they've just, I don't know, done technique sessions, done a trial, come in, and they fall in love with the culture. And they might never do a comp, but they love training here. Mm-hmm. Like it's so it's... It's not even what make like that's not even answering like what's a good powerlifting gym. That's just what's a good gym, mm. or good yeah. training facility. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. cultures, everything, the people, um, yeah. Because especially like this should be the most exclusive gym. It should be culturally right. It's uh, powerlifters are all strong. Like it's got the stigma of like oh if you come here like oh, I'm not strong enough to be here. Like that's what Very everyone niche. thinks. But as soon as mm-hmm. they come here, it's just not the case. So. Yeah, I think culture is so important. Mm-hmm. What do you reckon? Yeah, just I'm going to double down on what Bridget and CJ said. Yeah, because if us four went and had a session at some shitty gym, we're still going to have a fucking good session. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, it definitely enhances. Uh, you know, the uh, what's the word? It, it definitely enhances your uh, experience. experience, like by having really nice equipment. Mm. And some of the the equipment that we have here is very exclusive. Not every gym has. Zero weakness combos, Alico combos, calibrated plates, uh, prime equipment. Uh, so it's very fun. It's like very novel mm. for some people. So you know, and if you're a, like if you're into, um, like if you're familiar with other pieces of equipment, like people get excited to use things like that. Mm-hmm. People want to come here because oh, they've got a prime chest press. Yeah. Um. So I think things like that are really cool. Like I go to other gyms. I'll be like, sweet. I want to go to Nexus because they've got this. I want to play around on that. I want to go to EMF because they got this. Um. But yeah, so it, it does definitely play a big part in it. But I do think it is the least important. Mm-hmm. Um. What else makes a really good gym? Uh, See, I, I think this is where we've this is where we've found the distinction because a lot of the qualities that you guys are saying and one of you pointed out is just what makes a good gym rather than what makes a good powerlifting gym. So if I was to boil like the last eleven years of my experience down into to answer this question, what makes a good powerlifting gym? It would be a gym that makes powerlifting inviting. Yeah, because it's about the sport. If we're talking about what makes a good powerlifting gym, and so. Zero, all the zeros are more than just a powerlifting gym, but we're really marketed as a powerlifting facility, right? And the reason we get a lot of non-powerlifters is by design. It's because I want non-powerlifters here because that's how we turn people into powerlifting. Mm -hmm. And so with that, if you want to grow a powerlifting gym, the worst thing you can do is build a gym that's only for powerlifters because it's such a small market and most powerlifters already have their home. Like if you're making a powerlifting gym for powerlifters you're trying to attract people who are already powerlifters that don't have a home. And there's so few of them because most people who get into the sport are like, I need somewhere better to train than EMF or world gym or snap fitness or whatever. So they seek us out. So you need to have a gym that ticks those boxes if you want a powerlifting gym. So you do need the equipment. So while I agree that it's not what makes the powerlifting gym, I think it's an important part to making to be making sure that you cater to the sport and also giving yourself a platform to grow the sport with things like competitions. But I think the main thing is is that when someone comes here the gym represents the sport of powerlifting. If you're going to call yourself a powerlifting gym and to represent the sport of powerlifting it needs to have those other elements. It needs to have the culture. It needs to be inviting. It needs to teach you how to do that sport. It needs to show you what the sport is. And so 
in order to attract people like that, you can't just have four walls and some combo racks and plates. You need to have more commercial stuff. And this is something, I've, again, I've worked out over the last 11 years. To attract non-powerlifters here, I need to have it be a non-powerlifting gym uh, from a visual perspective. It needs to look like it's got machines. And of course, we all use the machines and we love the machines, right? But like if you have minimal machines, like we used to, like we had PTC, like think back to when you started, it was through and through a powerlifting gym, as in we were only powerlifters. There's more non-powerlifters in zero gyms now than ever because they can train here and still have a home and choose not to go the direction of powerlifting. However, if they're going to go the direction of powerlifting, here's the place to do it. So in summary... A good powerlifting gym is a gym that's inviting for powerlifting mm, for powerlifters. Because we always um we've spoken about this b- before, but the the uh, how you separate the two powerlifting and strength training. Mm. Powerlifting is just just the sport. Yeah, it's just the sport. It's what you do on the day, and the, maybe the last. No, actually, you can peak for fucking to max out. Um, yeah, it's literally just the day. Yeah. Mm. Well, it's, it, yeah, exactly. It's one rep max squat bench deadlift. Mm. But the training is strength training, exactly, yeah. which is so useful for so many things like all the athletes that you train or all the gen pop that you guys train. It's like strength training is fantastic. We just package it as powerlifting. I don't care what anyone says. Strength training is the best foundation for any sport. Like whatsoever. Nice. That's what I reckon. A thousand percent. You can build cardio. You can build a, uh, rel- you know, relative to the sport that you're doing, a pretty easy base of cardio in six mm. to eight weeks. Yeah, I'd say quicker. Mm. Tra- like strength takes a long time yeah. to build. Yeah. Strength uh, training requires more effort, mm. in my opinion. So I think it's the you know it's the hardest attribute, physical attribute to attain, but it's you know the best one as well. Mm. Would you say like like you doing jujitsu, having that as a base has made a huge difference? Fuck yeah, yeah. Like the grip strength and pulling on like geese and stuff like that, like little things you don't think about. Mm. I've I've, said, I've told you what uh, someone said to me. Eh? Many things. Yeah. <laughs> People say many. Someone goes to me. Someone goes to me. Uh, by the way, I don't want you to snip at this either because I don't want people to see this. But someone goes to me, brother, try not to use too much strength. And I go, brother, get stronger. <laughs> oh. yeah. 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 Imagine if I said to him, hey, don't use your flexibility. Yeah. 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 Mm. Brother, get stronger. You're heavier than me. It would be like going up to someone in the comp and being like, hey, can you just squat less? Yeah. <laughs> Are you squatting in wraps today? No, nah, mm. don't do that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, it's definitely yeah. uh yeah. It translates for sure. Yeah. In anything, any sport, you name like the best at uh no, that's a lie, but um like you name you just look at people who are really great in their field and it's like they're all very strong. It's like that quote, strength is never a weakness. <laughs> I really hate that quote. Strength. I really hate that quote. Strength is never a weakness and weakness is never a strength. I'm Mark Bell. <laughs> I'm Mark Bell. <laughs> strength is never a weakness. Well he's a runner now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so how did the strength turn out for your brother <laughs> <laughs> go eat a steak uh, don't send that to Mark Bell please <laughs> I like, he's one of my heroes <laughs> yeah. Mark, Mark Bell has done a lot of positive stuff for powerlifting he's arguably done more for powerlifting than anyone else yeah he really 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 pushed commercialization of it mm. like that collab with the Reebok yeah. changed the game like it, it that whole era really helped pull powerlifting out of like the dingy dark ages. Like it's to me, things like that. And there's so many people that you could throw in that same, uh, in that same bucket. Like even, even Marcos with P- PTC, it was deep in the transition period of 
powerlifting gyms and powerlifting is just like where you go where you're big and fat and running heaps of gear and like it was not an easily accessible sport outside of or the the world view of powerlifting was very much that and these guys help being be like you know powerlifting has so much more to offer than just that and really uh, set the foundation and gave people like me a platform to make places like this. Mm. When I think, okay, so Tombro, let's go back in time. When I think early days, I'm going to think of me in around 2015, 2014, when I was like really getting into strength training. I think people that really are, who were putting content out about strength training back then? You got Mark Bell, mm-hmm. uh, Mark Bell and Silent Mike back then. Mm-hmm. Omar Isaf. Yep. And Johnny Candido. I was about yeah, Johnny Candido. They were yeah. probably the only three back then. Yeah. Would you say there was anyone else that was kind of creating content around powerlifting? There definitely were, but those those were like the big dogs. You know, mm. those were the ones that were making it way cooler for the average kid to to go do. Like Ben Rice, he got he got yep. decently big uh, doing that sort of stuff. What a champion, like Ben Rice. Mm. Is he still on Twitch? Yeah, yeah, he's doing his five hundred days of like or five hundred weeks of. 700 pounds a week he's a gun on the piano as well eh? he's just an all-round like better person than anyone else <laughs> like he can, sings like an angel mm. just good human yeah yeah shout out ben rice <laughs> get him on the podcast <laughs> you should ask him virtual yeah. well um, yeah. dan, dan griggs is coming to australia in Ooh. february to do a deadlift comp and i was talking to him while i was away um, about coming over here so hopefully he comes over here and hangs out with us for a, a week or so and then we can get him on the podcast fuck that'll be sick mad dog really really nice guy might need to buy more plates if he's going to deadlift here nah zero we've got enough plate <laughs> <laughs> worry about that do you reckon he'll pull 500 kilos has he pulled 500 kilos in straps i don't know who's i think so is this again dan griggs dan griggs oh, he's currently got the, the biggest deadlift uh, in powerlifting ever yeah wow yeah, four, well, 467.5 I think it is. Is that more than Jamal? Yes. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah, I think Jamal's number two. What is he? Is he under 110 as well? Dan Griggs. Yeah. Yep. So jacked. That's insane. Yeah. Very, very strong. He's the Western version of Yuri Balkan. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's right. All right. All right. Do we have any fun things to wrap it, wrap it up? This or that? I got nothing. Ah. <laughs> Strictly, strictly business. It's my favorite part of the podcast. Strictly business. Well, think mm. of something. <laughs> All right, this or that. Cutting or bulking? Bulking. Why? Because food is great. <laughs> Do you know what Bridget said to me the other day? So Bridget's uh, bulking. She's doing Trying really to. well. She's Trying almost to. 60. She's seen six 60 on, on the, the scales. scales. dropped down a little bit over the weekend after my foot. I wasn't tracking. Uh, so she's doing really well But she goes to me the other day Because Bridget's in really good shape She's quite muscular She goes oh, I wish I could p- put on weight But not stay as lean I'm like oh. <laughs> what, a, what a problem <laughs> oh, I wish I didn't have abs Yeah <laughs> How dare I gain weight And still have veins in my biceps and I just want my muscles to look fuller I don't want to look Shredded <laughs> When she said, I was like, damn. Do you, do you take creatine? No. You should I, take creatine. I, I used to, yeah, yeah. But I haven't for six months or more. Oh, get on the creatine train. Yeah. Yeah, that'll make you f- look and feel a bit fuller. Yeah, okay. For sure. Yeah. All right. Have you taken um, Anavar? <laughs> I knew it was coming. I thought it was going to be the first thing you said. <laughs> all right. Tom, bro, cutting or bulking? We all know us three are cutting. <laughs> 
We're like, we don't need to bulk. <laughs> We're permanently bulking without the, trying. Yeah, perma right. bulk. Perma bulk. Fucking dreamer bulk. Oh, man. Yes. I mean, I think everyone's answer is bulking, but I don't know. Nah, I'm going to pick bulking. Like, not for the visual, not, f- not visually, but like, because cutting, that's, even when you're in the slightest. Uh, it blows. Yeah. I'm hungry right now and I'm hating my life. <laughs> it's fucking miserable, eh? Yeah. Just the thought of me knowing I've got 200 less calories next week, it's like, oh, yuck. Yeah. What are you that's weighing? That's rough. Uh, anywhere between 88 and 90. Nice. Mm. Happy with your body composition? Yeah, it's much different to last time you were this heavy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you feel um, you, you know, it's just like anyone. You have those days where yeah, the body dysmorphia is dysmorphing. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> you know, you, some days you're like, "What the fuck? I look like an idiot." And then uh, some days you're like, "Fuck, I feel good." Yeah, nice. But it's good. I've been uh, yeah, eating around three thousand, three thousand in between three and three thousand two hundred calories a day. Nice. So it's good. How many weight sessions are you doing in a week? Four. And how many jits? Six, and you're not running, right? Nah, I've thrown that out the, thrown out that out the rotation at the moment. Not even any casual ones. Nah, it just makes um, I I was having a real bad hip and knee, and then Achilles stuff for a little bit. Yeah, and that was just the easiest one to get rid of. Yeah, sure. And it was quite so. You know, when you if you if I got a sore knee squatting, I can just stop squatting. Yeah. If I go for a run and my knee starts hurting, you're it's in like, the middle of nowhere. Yeah, I'm like, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> this sucks. Like, obviously, these these are terrible. These are going to come across as excuses, but it's like, nah, if I can eliminate one of the three, which is the least enjoyable for me at the moment? Yeah. Like, I love jujitsu and I love lifting weights. Mm. Have you got any jujitsu meets coming up? Um, I want to do. There's one coming up, but me and it's on a. The 19th? The 18th, I think. Is, no, it's the 19th because we've got Andrew Schultz. Yeah, that, which is the 18th. Of November. Mm-hmm. Oh, is that on the 18th? So um, that's a Saturday. 99% sure. Yeah, it's a Saturday. Oh, no, I'm competing then. Yeah, that's what, oh, we, sweet. That's what I thought. 19th of November. Because you're going to do that nice. and then we'll hmm. go to that afterwards. Yes, yeah, so I'll I'll compete then. And um, yeah, so I've uh, jiu-jitsu has been fun. I've been like problem. I'm getting a little bit better at it. Yeah. Not being so spazzy, so it's cool. It's really enjoyable. Is there a name for people that do jiu-jitsu? Like being a jiu-jitsu practitioner? Is it a player, jiu-jitsu player? Player. But then some people call themselves fighters and I'm like, Ugh. <laughs> brother, we ain't fighting. Hugging. <laughs> don't ever say I'm fighting. <laughs> with I mean, your, f- don't ever say we're fighting when your head is between my legs. <laughs> and I'm choking you out. <laughs> do you know what I mean though? Does it's it like, fall under the banner of combat sports? Um. Yeah. Come on. You I don't know. Choke each other out and rip their limbs off. That's like, why when um Tom Hardy, combat. when Tom Hardy, yeah, you're right. When Tom Hardy said, uh, "James does MMA, mixed martial arts," which yeah. like he's not wrong, but I was like, I really want to repost that, but I can't because yeah. I know so many of my homies yeah. gonna flame because me. Because now MMA is its own sport. Yeah. yeah. It's not just having multiple martial arts. Be like reposting powerlifting and be like, my brother's gone all the way to the Olympics. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Good news for you. Yeah. <laughs> All right, then this or that, rice or potatoes? Potatoes, easy. Potatoes, so many variations. CJ? This is hard. Bearing in mind we've done this before. Yeah, we have. This is really hard. I love potatoes, I love chips, I love mash, I love all the variations, but I don't think I could give away, like, stop rice. Mm. So I might actually have to go rice. Okay. I can't actually stop it as okay. much as I love, yeah. Wait, you're, you're sticking with rice or going? I'm sticking with rice, yeah. Oh, no vodka. 
Mm. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know why I said that. <laughs> to be honest, it doesn't apply to either of us. <laughs> either of us. Uh, yeah. On that rice wine. Jimmy? Um, <laughs> yes, so do you. Oh, no, definitely rice. Yeah. Yeah, for life. Yeah, that's that's annoying. They fed us this super expensive rice wine on the first like business meeting we had in China and it was it was lit- literally like drinking fuel out of petrol. <laughs> <laughs> I had the tiniest sip I'm like this is all for you Daniel. <laughs> Enjoy. Was that that'll be your that'll be your second uh alcoholic beverage this year. Yeah, no. Mm, Tombra had a gin and juice with me. Hey. It was mainly a juice. <laughs> At uh Will's wedding. Nice. Yeah, extra light on the gin. Go on, someone else hit us with a this or that. Oh man. Um Legolas or Aragorn? Aragorn. Whoa, whoa, whoa. why'd you answer that so fast? <laughs> <laughs> why? Everyone knows the answer. Because it's Aragorn. It's you Aragorn. Only, yeah, and you pick Aragorn. <laughs> yeah. Legolas is kind of slick though. Yeah, he is. He's an elf. Mm. That's the problem. Too slick. Yeah. All right then. Wolverine or Cyclops? Wolverine, easy. Wolverine. Yeah, Wolverine. Oh, I've taken off my glasses and murdered half the community. <laughs> half the community? <laughs> pretty like easy choice. <laughs> Look me in the eye. Oh, sorry, you're dead. Yeah. <laughs> Just fried you in. Yeah. Um, all right, Batman or Iron Man? Batman. Batman. Yeah, hands down. Batman. Yeah. yeah. Why? He's just cooler. Yeah. Yeah, just straight up cooler. Yeah. Alien or Predator? I pick. Wait, I oh. pick. I pick Batman because he's much darker. Like the movies yeah. make him out to be like, except for maybe the most recent one, the movies make him out to be a lot more happy and friendly than he is in the comics. Mm. In the comics, yeah. he's very dark. Yes. yes. He needs a therapist, though. Yeah, big time. Oh. I mean, his parents died. They got mm, shot in yeah. front of him. Feel for the yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah. when he was a kid. Yeah, he became addicted to bats. Like, <laughs> of course he does. <laughs> of course po- he does. Poster child for it. Yeah. Did he become addicted to bats? No, I thought he just used it. No, bats his is his biggest fear. Yeah, that's mm. what I thought. I know you're not all game players, but like the Batman games did Batman really well. Yes. Yeah. yeah? Really well. Yeah. That's like the real Batman. Oh my gosh! Yes. Well, what yep. was the last Batman game? I don't Ar- know. Arkham. They're all Arkham, Arkham Forever? There's like Arkham Arkham Asylum, Arkham City. I can't remember. The PlayStation's got ahead of me before I could Yeah. I don't buy many games. Anyway. What well, what did you say? Alien or Predator. You've also done this before. Have I'm, I? I'm not no, qualified. I'm not qualified to pick either. That's yeah. right. None of you are. The answer hey. is alien. Nah, see Predator. I'd go You've Predator. You've watched AVP oh, and the second <laughs> movie. He's, do you know what's you funny? I was telling watched. Bridget. So there was a guy in a... Uh, if the Predator didn't have weapons, the alien would win hands down 100% of the time uh, and you know that's true. Predator's got a cooler hairdo. Yeah, yeah really cool. Do you know what's though, funny? Yeah. So I played rugby league with a guy and his nickname was Predator and I didn't, know, like I didn't know until we watched the movie the other day. <laughs> like, I was like, oh, <laughs> that's why. <laughs> played with him this whole time. Does he look like with the hair? Yeah, he's got the dread, dreads, big long dreads yeah. and his nickname was Predator. That's so cool. And I've never known why we called him Predator until fucking <laughs> we watched the movie the other day. I was like, oh. It's actually a little bit dangerous to not know why that nickname yeah. is. <laughs> <laughs> why it is. Oh, have gosh. You, have, you seen that, uh, that. have you seen that meme of that kid and he's oh. dressed as the Predator? No. And it's for he's Halloween. Like 
five years old or something like and that. And he goes, I am the child predator. <laughs> and, the, and the dad goes, the dad goes, yeah, we got to change something about uh, that. <laughs> uh, all right. On that note, <laughs> might leave it there. <laughs> See you, everyone. Bye. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to the Zero Podcast. If you want more information, head to our Instagram, zero underscore weakness. Hit the link in the bio for all of our services and any information on upcoming workshops and events. Don't forget to leave us a five-star review so we can have a broader reach and answer more people's questions. Thank you once more.